This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Canelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning. Listen, All About Home Construction here on WATA and WXIT. And, uh, well, Randy, we've got a little bit of a, a different show going on today. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, turkey season has fouled us. Uh, apparently so. That's <laughs> seems all, but, to be. all but us. We're not turkey hunting. Uh, and I, obviously, yeah, that's it. But uh, that's right. We, we're going to do an open line Saturday. We've got, we got some other questions we're going to answer here as well. But we don't want to forget our sponsors, of course, Blue Ridge Energy Works and Farmers Rentals and Power Equipment. We appreciate those guys. And uh, if it wasn't for them, of course, we wouldn't have a show. Of course, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for you listeners, too. So if you want to give us a call on the Edmondson Heating and Cooling Line, 262-1567 is the phone number here to the studio, and we will put you on the air and uh, answer whatever topic, really, that you have. You know, so many times uh, we, we come in and, you know, for instance, we're doing this, uh, the foundation we're talking about right now in the last week and then the next couple weeks to come. And, uh, you know, we, we've got this topic picked out, which uh, we, we hope, you know, Find, you guys find it interesting, but at the same time, maybe you've got a different question for somewhere else in the house, and you don't want to don't want to ask and get us off topic. Well, you're always welcome, but of course, today's the day. We'll uh, just leave it open and let you guys come, give us or a call. There's a, a topic that you would like for us to address on one. Show. Yeah, that that'd be great too. Uh, certainly, you know, take some suggestions as well. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of use up today for that. But uh, we'll, we've had a busy week. Yeah, busy yeah. week. I have. Um, <laughs> so you got some uh, some big news there going on in your family. Yeah, uh, just we had a new grandson yesterday. Well, congratulations! And Twenty-one and three-quarter inches. Nice, long, and so it's unreal. Uh, what was the name? Uh, Paul Franklin Hooker the Fourth. There you go. Son of a preacher's boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Grandson of a grandson. Boy, I should say so. Well, good. Well, congratulations. We hope the baby's doing well. Mama's doing well. Yes. And uh, I guess your wife's heading back down. You said you'll probably, I'm sure you'll be down there soon enough. You know, I just, it's unfortunate that they live so far away and we have an, a vehicle that doesn't get the mileage we need for all these traveling ventures that she's going to be taking. That's it. You're, <laughs> at least it's downhill from here, right? That's right. <laughs> but now, congratulations to you guys. And uh, we, we hope the baby's doing well. Hope mama's doing well. But uh, let's get back into our show. Of course, give us a call, 262-1567. We'll put you on the air. Uh, speaking of callers, now we had a caller last week. Yes, we did. Uh, Meat from Camp. Me- well, that's right, from Meat Camp. And he, his question really was just about uh, his sawing his own lumber, using his lumber in his house or whatever uh, structure. Right. Uh, one of the problems with it is not you yourself because you're a logger. I think one of the problems on the law on that is is because people that buy property, and if they have a lot of trees on their property, they do not realize the species that is on their property. And like most of us around here, we use oak or hemlock for floor joists. Right. You know, well, maybe they don't have a lot of oak and hemlock, but maybe they got a lot of big poplars. Well, poplars can't be used as a floor joist. Right. Just to have the strength. Yes. And so I called uh, plant inspections up and got to talking to them about it. And how the law reads today, yes, you can build your own home out of your own rough sawed lumber. It does not have to be graded. It does have to have an air dry time of 90 days. And one thing they address is spans with rough sawed lumber. And how they explained it to me was is that 
the reason uh, southern yellow pine is used for floor joists is because of the uh, elasticity of the of the material itself, the compression, like uh, deflection. Right. Well, they say uh, oak and hemlock are great for floor joists, but the longer the span is that instead of having uh, uh, allow it to bow, a lot of times when it starts to bow, it starts to break. Right. Unlike right. southern yellow pine. So, And one thing that most people don't realize, is I didn't know this till I took a class last year, was that we actually have 144 hardwood species in the Appalachian Mountains. And that's pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I knew there's a lot, but I didn't realize there's well, that many. Well, I guess 25. Oh, okay. So. And, uh, but that's the biggest problem with it is other people that don't know sure. how to build in their house. Because right. most people, you know, we know that we use hemlock or oak for floor joists. White oak stronger than red oak or the, the grain's tighter. Right. Uh, white pine for studs, rafters. You know, popper makes a good sheeting product, you know, yep. because once it dries out, it'll never turn a nail loose. Right. You know, and. But I hope that answers your question. You know, and that's the interesting thing about when you you can saw your own. Now we you know we talked about it before. Uh, if if you go out and you do saw your own log up and, and can use that lumber, you know, if you've got a tree that's uh, you know depends on where the tree's grown. If it's grown down in the bottom next to to a creek versus on top of the mountain where it's getting wind shake, you know, stuff like that, you can kind of pick and choose if it's your trees and kind of know you know what that tree what it looked like and what what kind of what the lumber is going to look. Well, that's like. true too. You know, the slower a tree grows, the the harder the lumber right you know and like uh you got somebody out there might have a wild cherry tree that's three foot across and right thinking, well golly that'd be great for something but a big wild cherry tree can be shaky sure and, you know and, and i think that's the th you know that's the that to me that's the benefit of uh you know if you can saw your own up um kind of knowing what that is and, you know and plus you get the added benefit of uh, dress lumber versus non-dress you know you get a real two inches by four inch two by four well, we did quite a bit of framing in North Georgia out of green lumber. Okay. And we I never had any problems with it. We always purlined all of our walls three times. And I've gone back over the years and looked at them, and golly, they're still straight. Still straight. You know, but, and so that leaves another thing, point of it is your sawmills too, sir. So, sure. You know, for people that, you know, if they own their own farm and want to saw. That's it. That's it. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, there you go. You can do it. Um, of course there are little restrictions and again, that, that's to kind of weed out some of the, uh, the ignorance. And I don't mean that in a bad way, you know, just, yeah. the, just not knowing, uh, well, people just don't know exactly because, you know, they might come from a different state. You take, sure. uh, South Georgia, South Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Florida, places like that. They have an oak, but it's called an, a water oak. And right. most of it's not really used for framing or anything like that. They have yellow pine. Right. Where we're the opposite. We don't have yellow pine. Exactly. We have white pine. And yeah, and you do, you definitely don't want to mix those two up. I wouldn't want to. I don't think a, a floor joist out of white pine would would do you much good. It probably would as long as it wasn't over ten foot long yeah. and under six inches, eight inches deep. You know, but <laughs> a knot. Well, that's the thing. You know, you when you get those knots in. I mean, I've seen it uh, just stacking it up, and you throw it wrong and, and crack it. Because I have mm -hmm. seen houses that people have used their own lumber in but they did have it dressed but if it had been a greater would have been involved it would have been a, a three like it sure but not the size of a right a softball in it you know and here they are having a girder in their house out of white pine but they did luckily they did triplet that's good you know so that's that's the reason for the rules right. 
it's because of people that just don't know. That's it. You know, and, and again, you can you got plenty of examples all the way to, to log houses that are still standing from, uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago that are that are kind of that same thing where you've built your own, you've you've done it right. Um, but then there's quite a few that's probably fell through the years that we don't even know about. Correct. You know, you know, and it's just because of the species. Sure. Uh, well, there you go. We hope that helps you out, caller. And uh, give us a call, 262-1567, and we will put you on the air if you have a question, uh, comment, concern. And also, Randy, T. what, we're going to give away some Merle Fest tickets uh, later on in this hour as well. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we will figure out how to, how to give those away. Uh, but right now, I'll tell you what, let's give away a hat. Of course, Buck Welburn, uh, one of our first guests, the first, the first guest. guest on the show. And uh, we'll, we'll give away that hat here in just a few more minutes from now. So give us a call, 262-1567. First caller gets the hat. That's it. First one. Give us a call. But uh, while we're waiting on the caller, Andy, you were talking about some foundations. You know that, That's kind of our topic last week, and that's what we're going into the next couple weeks. Um, so you've, you've got some, uh, some experience in some other foundations as well. Yes, I have. And uh, they really don't – there's not but one house I know in the whole area that actually has a wood below ground foundation and uh and and wood below ground that seems kind of weird yes it does <laughs> but believe it or not the first time i ever read about a wood foundation was in minnesota and uh, minnesota has a lot of uh water so that really interested me so we've got a caller andy we'll see who that is good morning caller who are we speaking with good morning this is paul how are you, Paul? Doing well. Well, guess what? We're listening to your show every week. Well, thank you. Thank Get, you. We, you just won a free hat. How's that? That'd be great. <laughs> I got a guy that I visit that needs a new hat. I told him last week I was going to bring him a hat. Well, there you go. We'll have it. here in the nursing home, so that'll be great. Well, well good, good. So, so tell me, Paul, uh, how's your house set situation? You uh, you got any repair? Yeah, you got any repairs you need to be need need to finish? No, not really. I don't have anything I'm working on right at the moment. Well, is there is there anything you want us to address on any future shows? I'm sorry, I didn't catch the phrase. I'm on a cell phone and I kind of broke up. Oh, that's all right. Uh, we're just looking for new topics uh, after we get done with the foundations. Is there any topic that you would like for us to uh, to talk about next? Well, how about going over some painting issues, uh, over some uh, paneling and uh, what the preparation for that might be, and uh, just what some of the new paint uh, products might be that would be helpful to, for a older home to redo uh, some interior decoration and painting. Okay. Right, we can do that. We'll definitely get on to that. We appreciate it, Paul. Uh, listen, give us uh, come by the station Monday through Friday, and uh, we'll see Noah up front, and your hat's going to be waiting on you. That'll be super. I appreciate it. Thanks but, a lot, guys. Thank, thank you, you Paul. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of our callers and all of our listeners, Randy. Uh, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the show here. Correct. Um, but uh, painting, that's a, that's a good topic. I think we'll, we'll definitely have to get on well, that. Well, it's definitely changed over the years. It, it certainly has. And, you know? uh, uh, new products, I mean, from... You, you're seeing more water-based products than, than the uh, oil-modified products we had in the past. Yes. And uh, things like that. We have another caller on the air. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? Good morning. This is David. Uh, I have a, a, a question, and maybe you can answer it now. It could be a topic for a future show. Um, 
if you have a pre nineteen eighty house that that you know, potentially could have uh, lead paint, you know, and you wanted to do a renovation or you want to you know scrape and repaint the house or and and how how is how do you test for that paint to see you know you know uh, if it has lead in it and what is required by the by the the, the uh, by law. We, we David, we are actually going to do a show on lead. Now, I'm not licensed because I, you know, believe it or not, when I got my certification, we've only had one house that we have to work on, and we do have lead paint in it. Most lead paint in a home today, or pre, actually, it's pre 1982 because the supplies didn't right. get. The law says 78, but they told us in 1982 that they knew all the lead paint was depleted off the shelf. Exactly. It takes that long to go uh, through the the supply. But believe it or not, under federal law, I don't know if they'll enforce it, but even a homeowner, as much as a contractor, the fine is $32,000 per infraction. The state of North Carolina is looking at $750 to $1,000 for infraction. Now, you're saying infraction, too. I mean, that could be this wall and then you go on the other side of the house and then there's completely another wall that'd be two infractions yes correct yeah and they have standards that are set down in this book and this book is about 400 pages <laughs> and uh of how you have to address it and how it has to be done and it's golly you know it's almost like the lead is worse than asbestos right i mean you know uh as a general contractor my license does cover asbestos, okay, but it does not cover the asbestos like pipes in commercial buildings and stuff like right. that. That's totally different. My license cover uh, uh, ceiling tiles. I was going to say tiles or floor uh, tiles or something and, like And uh, solid 12 by 12 floor tiles put down in the 60s right. and 70s. That has asbestos in it. Uh, the old rock wool that they put in the insulation mm-hmm. has asbestos in it. And there's a guidelines that we have to follow for that. But those products, oh, the old houses with the, the cement asbestos shingles. Okay. Aside, and then there, right. and then there was a shingle that was put out that had concrete asbestos that went on the roof. Okay. And that's I what, knew about the siding. I didn't know about the roof. I and that's all sense. my license cover. But homeowners can actually remove this too. And under the law, uh, landfills have to take these products because they're not full-blown dangerous asbestos right okay but they do have to be triple bagged and then they can go into a landfill without being okay. notified that it, that's what's in it right see. okay uh, but, but, but yeah we'll do a lead show just yeah. for that and david thank you for calling you're welcome have a great day yes, appreciate sir. it and uh yeah i mean that was actually again that was something we were having in the works uh, the lead show but uh, it does make an interesting uh, question about it you know how to test for it you know because for me, for instance, I couldn't tell you if that paint had lead in it or not. Well, actually, the um, the, the paint stores, I believe, have the little lead test kit. Okay. And what you do is is you take a, a little knife and you take right, a little cut chip, a little sample. Yeah, and then you dip it in it and wait a time period, and it tells you if it's lead. And uh, another thing most people don't think about was the old uh, enamel paint had lead in it. Okay. Right. Most bathroom ceilings on older homes were done with uh, lead paint in the ceiling. Yep. So. Well, there you go. We appreciate it. You're listening all about home construction. Open line today. Good morning. Thanks for listening to us. 
Good morning. You're listening all about home construction here on WATA and WXIT. Give us a call on the Edmondson Heating and Cooling listener line, 262-1567, and uh, we'll, we'll put you on the air. We'll want to hear from you guys today, and of course, we have those tickets we'll give away uh, after the next break, Randy. So uh, right. stay tuned for, for details to come. And uh, yeah, I mean, give us a call. We appreciate Paul and uh, David giving us a call and and kind of you know giving us some more suggestions. The, the whole show premise uh, is, is to help homeowners out, uh, whether you're trying to build a new home or maybe you have a home that uh, needs repairs. I mean, every home needs some kind of or work done. you want done. to do your own. That's it. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with sweat equity in a house. That's see? it. And uh, so, so if you have a question you want to put on, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help lead in that direction. But we got a caller, I believe. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? Peggy. How are you this morning, Peggy? I'm good. Good. I listened to uh, the program last Saturday, and I came in a little late, and I wanted to ask about um, the foundation underneath fireplaces. And I heard the response, the part of the response that said um, that the natural stone is heavier than the uh, cultured stone, which I know that. Um, however, I was wondering if um, I know you have to do a, a, a foundation pour pad for the natural stone um, on the ground, and if it goes two stories, I mean two floors, you know, the lower floor and then another fireplace on the main floor. But my question is, um, if that fireplace and cultured stone on the second floor is taken to a peak. 18 to 20 feet high, would that not require um, more substantial foundation than if it just goes up to a mantle height? No, not really, because uh, the footer should have been put in correct, okay? okay? And the footer should really address, if it's a masonry foundation, a masonry fireplace, the footer would take into the, the account of whether it would be uh, a solid stone or a stone veneer or the, you know, the cultured stone. The, okay. the, the manufactured so you should be fine now um, what if the um it's just a, a basic footer for exterior walls and there's nothing put in um for a fireplace well then you might have have to go in and add something else in the basement to carry it through okay. such as frame uh, framework underneath yes ma'am that would work uh on top of a concrete slab yep one thing you can do is you can take a drill bit uh-huh. And you can drill through the concrete to find a small one. It don't have to be much. It could be a three-eighths, quarter-inch, and see how deep your uh, pad is. Okay. Pad is. Yeah, concrete and then, floor. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if not, then you can saw it out, you know, like a two-by-two two in the corners of this, you know, concrete. Dig uh-huh. down several feet uh-huh. and make sure you're on solid ground. Pour it back up. And then now you have uh, like a pier that is independent of your slab, okay? Yeah. And then you can start your framing off that. Now that will help your support all the way through the top right. of your roof. Okay, that's great. And th- But that would be a way to address it. Okay, that's super. Uh, unfortunately, all contractors aren't the same, see? So that's the reason <laughs> I said do a, a, a core drill on it. That's it. You know, I mean, typically your floor, you're, you're talking about four inches generally, Yeah. Uh, give or take, but, you know... I, if well, when you're looking at a spec home and you know that the builder has done the basic building code issues, you know, taking care of that. But, um, you know, my experience has been when somebody comes, a lot of times people come in and say, oh, I don't like the cultured stone and I want to do a, you know, or I want it to go all the way to the ceiling. 
or uh, I don't like cultured stone, or I don't, uh, I want to take real stone all the way to the ceiling, and they don't take into consideration that it wasn't prepared for that. Sure. Well, you know, and then we, we had mentioned last week uh, just the, the weight difference itself in a real, you know, real stone versus the cultured stone um, makes a huge difference. And yeah, yes, the, what is it? Is there a, a rule of thumb um, that the uh, the real stone weighs X times it more than the cultured stone? Well, it's it's the properties of the stone itself. See, even uh, like granite, solid uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, like granite, non-porous uh, versus yeah, 110 okay. to 120 pounds a square foot, cubic foot uh-huh. for you know real stone. Uh huh. But then you also have some sandstones that aren't as they're heavier that you wouldn't think they would be heavier, but sand is 130 pounds a cubic foot. Yeah. And so that's the different things like concrete, you know, uh, pre-manufactured stone is actually made out of a light concrete. Yeah. And it has various thicknesses between one inch and two and a half inches. And it, so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're averaging about 10 to 15 pounds uh, per square foot is, is what I'm kind of finding on online. Okay. okay. Um, you know, for the for the cultured products. Okay. But so. that that way, you know, if you go in and you know, test your concrete, find out, you know, that it's not you don't feel comfortable with it, and you cut it out and repair it, just wrap something around the solid edges of the concrete, and like uh, uh, it can be a plastic. It doesn't have to be uh, an expansion joint or anything like that. But what you're trying to do is keep it. From adhering to right, your floor and being an itself, independent yeah, pier. to yeah, to drag that along with it. Yeah, and then you can just frame up. Now you have an extra closet underneath your fireplace for you know storage and stuff like that. Sure, okay, that makes sense. And so you guys are going to be doing a, a paint program. Yes, we'll we'll definitely try to get in on that. Uh, like I said, for the next couple of weeks, we're still uh, we're focusing on foundations, uh, just because we have the, everything lined sure. up. But we'll definitely get into the painting. Uh, well, you get into the decorative part of painting and sure. uh, specialty finishes like on walls and cabinets, things like that. Yes, we can if that's what you'd like to hear. Well, um, I do that. That's uh, something that I do, and I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, what you guys have to say about it. Sure. Sure. We'll, we'll, definitely, uh, we'll definitely add that to our, to our list here. Now, right, is good. that what you do Listen, for I a living? I your help. Thanks so much. Yeah. Now, uh, Peggy, are you still there? Yeah. So is that what you do for for a living? Yeah, I um, uh, I've had my own business since 1999, and I started out, uh, and I, my husband and I built houses, and we would I would draw the blueprints, build it, have it built, and then decorate it and sell it and go on, and we did that since 1995. And the sheetrock work, you know, no offense to anybody, but it, you know, it just got sorrier and sorrier. So I um, learned how to I started buying books, you know, paint books, and learned how to do some finishes. And then people liked it so much, they asked me to do it for them. So then I ended up going to a school in Kentucky. And oh, nice. Several in Charlotte and then High Point. And that's, I just started doing it. And then um, as I got older, I'm 62 now, so um, it was more and more difficult to climb up scaffolding by myself on a job site and do, you know, high walls. And so I got involved in cabinet refinishing cabinets for people who wanted to remodel their kitchens but didn't, you know, they liked their cabinets and the layout and the right. cabinets were in good condition, but they just were tired of looking at the same old things. So I could do distressed or um, textured finishes or, you know, antique to that kind of thing. So that's what I've 
what I've been doing, of course, when the economy tanked, everything kind of came to a screeching halt. But I just finished up a, a small kitchen. Well, look us up on week, Facebook. So and, uh, I've still got a little bit of business out there, but I enjoy it. And I you know, really haven't ever run into anybody else in the area that's done sure, it. So that, definitely. Well, listen. I was asking if you were going to have a program because that way I could listen to somebody else that does it, too. That's it. I tell you what, we're going to take a, a quick break, Peg. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. And uh, we'll be right back here at All About Home Construction. Good morning. Thanks for listening to us. And, of course, uh, open line Saturday, if you will. That's right. You're listening to All About Home Construction here on WATA and WXIT. And uh, we appreciate all of our callers, all of our listeners. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome, Randy, to have uh, such such grateful listeners. And if you want to give us a call, 262-1567, we'll put you on the air. And, of course, none of the show would be possible without our sponsors, uh, Farmers Rentals and Power Equipment as well as Blue Ridge Energy Works. So uh, thanks for, thanks to those guys as well. And then we even have a, a shot caller there. Minute, I know. Yeah. I was going to say, I it, we had to, went to a break there, and I uh, appreciate Peggy calling as well. Um, but you, you've got a caller on, on your cell phone there. So, Randy, uh, looks like we got some more suggestions on uh, some topics for shows. Yeah, like a, a topic on uh, first-time home builders, affordable housing. Yep. And, you know, there we actually I don't try to promote myself, but – we did do the gentleman that called. We actually sat down with him, and we actually built an affordable. We tried to build an affordable home. Right. We did it. We accomplished. It. That's good. And you know, and we actually did it uh, using conventional materials. And, and 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 you've bragged quite often, uh, if you will, about your your son's house as well. You know, some making it more affordable and and yet uh, efficient as well. Um, yep, and. Uh, that was a type of foundation that was different than okay. what we have in the other shows. Well, we actually have another caller. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? Good morning. This is Glenn Triplett. How are you this morning, sir? And life treating you well, sir? Enjoy your program. We, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, uh, if I was going to put a hardwood floor down, can you put it on a particle board? Yes, you can. Will it, will it stay down? That particle board, I'm not talking about OSB or something. Right. Particle board. Yes, you can. There's a couple different ways. I mean, the disadvantage to that is, you know, it's only as any flooring is only as strong as what's underneath it. And I guess, you know, that could go the same as carpet or or tile or or hardwood in this case. Um, The the main question would be, you know, what's underneath that? Is there some kind of plywood or OSB underneath the particle board? No, just particle board. Right. Uh, You know, I've actually seen it done. Um, you know, and it's, it stayed, but then the, the first sign of, of water, uh, any kind of moisture or water, then you know, leak, sm- even a small leak, a refrigerator leak, will cause that stuff to swell up, and then therefore that there's nothing for the nail itself to actually grip or to hold on to. The floating floor would um, probably work better that, on that's, that. That's, yeah, that's that's exactly where I was heading to. Um, you know, you can go over it, uh, depending on the situation. You know, you can you can add another layer of uh, you know, like an OSB or something. On top of that, you know, to give the the hardwood floor something to nail to, something solid. Yeah, um, but, right. You know, if you, if you can't allow that extra difference, you know, maybe you have a counter or cabinets that you, know, you you're going to lose that extra. You're already losing you know three quarters of an inch for the wood. And, you know, and sometimes you can't lose that extra half inch for the toe kick. Um, right. You know, and so okay, guys. Thanks a lot, man. That's it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But, you know, floating floors would definitely be the way to go uh, to be more safe. And again, uh, you know, if it can it can last for a little bit, but once that that stuff gets wet, uh, it's it's not going to hold a nail. Yes. Um, but, you know, in a lot of situations that I've ran into personally is, 
there'll there'll be something underneath, and so you just use a longer uh, fastener, longer nail to yeah. get down into it. Uh, we got another caller. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? This is Betty. How are you this morning, Betty? I'm good, thank you. Good. We appreciate you calling. Thank you. So, do you have a question for us this morning, or? Yes, uh, I would like to name a number of the lady that was talking about uh, redoing cabinets. Yeah, that was. If it's possible, or maybe she'd hear this call. Yeah, that was actually uh, her name was Peggy, and Peggy. it's uh, Peggy Greer. It, yeah. Okay. Tri Ventures is her name, uh, her business, the business name. Uh, it's what? Tri Ventures. Tri. T R I V E N T U R E S Ventures. And is she local, Boone? Yes. Okay. And, thank uh, you. Thank you. And you can give us a call back here, uh, Betty, the next sure. break, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can't pass along your, uh, your name as well. Okay. Uh, I enjoy your show. Thank you very much. And we appreciate you guys calling, you guys listening as well. And, uh, you know, the, the show, that's what this show is uh, today is all about, um, just, just you guys and just uh, getting on the topics you want and, and just kind of leaving an open mic for you guys to uh, okay, to give us a call. Thank you very much. Thank you thank so you. much, Betty, and, and we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned, Randy, we have a pair of Merle Fest tickets to give away. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and do that? Yes. They're uh, good, of course, today, or you can use them tomorrow. Uh, the only stipulation would be, obviously, you've got to pick them up before today or tomorrow. And... Uh, uh, it opens at 10 o'clock today. That's right. So you, you still have time to get down there. And it, it's a pair of tickets, so two tickets. They're one-day wristbands, so they're good for any one day, today or tomorrow, general admission see, uh, tickets. So give us a call. And i tell you what, here's what we're going to do, Randy. How about this? Um, we've had 11 shows now, so 10 different guests. Yep. If you can give us a call, 262-1567, and tell us uh, a guest. Tell us your favorite guest on the show. Uh, who that was and or what company that was and we will pass along Merle Fest tickets good for today or tomorrow so it seems fair enough fair enough that's all right we, we've of course we've had quite a few uh, different guests of course we, we had some topics uh, ranging back uh, from the original started about insulation and home efficiency um, we've moved on to the outdoors and we were uh, talking about foundations now yep and uh, like I said Turkey hunt. Turkey, I know. We, we're supposed to have some guests turkey, today. I know. Turkey hunt just fouled us up out of our... <laughs> so we've actually still got three weeks of foundations. Three more foundations, that's right. And then, uh, of course, we, we appreciate those suggestions as well. Uh, we'll definitely try to get in on painting. And, uh, you know, the, the affordable housing there, or, you know, really just where to start on uh, on, on starting a house or an addition, uh, I think would be a would be a great topic as well. Maybe we'll get some, uh, some bankers in here, some finance people. Um, and insurance, you know, insurance is another thing that I've always been interested in. Uh, you know, what do you need insurance-wise? How, how do you figure that out? And uh, where do you start on that? Golly. Well, I would like to do a whole month on the insurance. And we've got some people that we're working on. Uh, I'm actually trying to contact people like Builders Mutual, their self. Okay. You know, they're an insurance provider for us contractors. Right. And on our workman's comp, uh, liability, and things like that. Uh, we got a caller. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? Good Good morning. This is Lois. Well, guess what, Lois? You won a pair of Merle Fest tickets. Oh, boy. That's wonderful. <laughs> I was just going to say I really enjoyed Peggy's uh, comments on... Uh, on the program this morning. Good. 
good. And we'll, uh, we're actually, we talked to her off the air. And so once we get through this foundation, I think we're, we'll see if we can't get her as, actually as an, a guest. And we'll dive into that topic a little more. Wonderful. What do I do? Just come by and get my ticket? Yeah. So I was going to say, let me put you on hold and I will be right there with you, Lois. And uh, we'll just, we'll, I'll, we'll make arrangements for you. Okay. That'll be great. Thank you so much. We, we appreciate that. And uh, there you have it, Randy. Oh, you know what? We didn't even ask her who, the, who her favorite guest was. Uh, uh, we'll have to ask her I that. I guess we lost we'll, by default. We, we did, we did, but that's all right. I promised her the tickets so she can have them. We'll uh, we'll ask her who, are, who her favorite guest is and get back to you here in just a minute. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to take one more final break, Randy, and we'll be right back. All About Home Construction. Good morning. You're listening to All About Home Construction. And uh, Lois, I think we missed your call here. I'm, maybe this is your call back. Good morning. Caller, who are we speaking with? Good morning. This is Lois, and I'm not sure. I've, I It seemed like I had two different two different names or two different conversations at the same time. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're, uh, we actually have a... That's me on there now. That's it, yeah. And you just turn your radio down, and you're good to go. Okay, um, thanks, but, honey. Yeah, no problem. But listen, Lois, I'm going to put you on hold one more time. We'll get right back to you. Just uh, stay Thank on you. hold this time, and uh, we appreciate your caller. Hey, and actually, Lois, are you still there? Uh, you're on the air right now. I'm going to ask you a question, Lois. To win the tickets now, we, we kind of we kind of messed up here. you got to tell us who your favorite guest was. I'm here. <laughs> so who, who was your favorite guest, Lois? Peggy, actually, this morning. That uh, really Okay, there you go. My we, switch this morning, and uh, I love to decorate and redecorate, and I love artsy kind of things. And she sounded very, very uh, um, expertise in what she, di- she does, so that would be wonderful to maybe even see some of her work definitely we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll get on that but i tell you what, i'm gonna put you on hold again we're gonna let randy talk for just a minute here and uh i'll, I'll be right on the air with you Rand- with the- what do you want me to talk about i don't know just tell us about tell us about the foundations you were telling them or the affordable housing well golly i you know what i'm sorry i was a green builder for a green building was a word and uh and that's what we always tried to accomplish was uh to build an energy efficient home and affordable and actually the caller that would not call on there and got to talking about affordable housing actually helped me in two projects and one was a handicap house that was 872 square foot and then the other was my son's house that was a 1250 square foot home and each one had its own unique designs but what we tried to accomplish was is a house that was affordable, energy efficient, with two types of heat. One was oil and one was electric. Okay. So on the oil house. So why oil and electric? Well, my uncle had to have oil. Okay, I was just curious. But to give you an idea, on an 872-square-foot house with oil heat, we heated the house up until, you know, the oil, fuel oil went right. up. And they started taxing fuel oil and stuff. For about three hundred and fifty dollars a winter. Okay. And the electric house that we've done, even today, like last summer, the in June and July, the hottest two months of the year, with the air conditioner running was only seventy nine dollars a month for okay. a total electric home. It's pretty and good. That's with kids and washer and dryers. So <laughs> I mean there's ways to, to do affordable homes with the practical outlook to it. Right, and I, you know, I think that's the thing. Just so many times, and we mentioned this before when we were talking about efficiency, and uh, you know, with some of our other guests, uh, Buck, and some of the other guys, uh, Blue Ridge Energy Works. You know, you get a house. You the object is to get it 
as comfortable as you can, you know, or as efficient as you can. Um, but so many times you, you hear that word efficiency and all you can think is dollar signs. But really, if you do it right the first time, uh, then, then you can save, like you said, in your energy costs. And, and so you've kind of paid it off sooner. Well, our new energy codes came into effect uh, in 2013. And actually, I had the class for the new codes through Progressive Energy out of Asheville two and a half years previous to that. And my certification in the Energy Star was already there. Okay. And we've taken, you know, even at my age, which I'm not that old, I'm still a boy. And uh, you. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I still, I'm still a boy. But you still learn things even in the sure. industry today. And, and it's not the point that it was large dollars that I'm learning. It's the pennies right. that, that you're looking at. Right. And. That's that's the reason we started the show with the foundation, you know, or this doing the foundation. That's the most important part of a house. Right. Well, you know, like we said, that's everything is literally built on top of that. Excuse um, me. One important. That's to me. That's the first important. I guess roof would be the next, right? Uh, actually, windows. Windows. Okay. Uh, then the roof. And uh, but these are all topics that we want to hit down the road to help homeowners. That's- there, there might not anybody ever call me out there, but the thing about it is, is it leads you to a sub or a contractor sure. that you can ask questions that you know exactly if they know what they're talking about. That's it. Well, I'll tell you what, Randy, we have a few more minutes. Um, you know, so many times on the show we're talking about uh, other guests and things, um, but just, just for the last couple of minutes here, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you have your own business and you also sell metal roofing as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what's your business entail? What do you, what do you pretty much do? I'm actually, my company name is Randy Blake Carpentry INC. I actually am a general contractor. And as a general contractor, we actually hold five licenses. Okay. And a subsidiary of uh, Randy Blake Carpentry is Blake Metal Sales, and which I've been around doing metal for, since 92. Okay. And we actually are going to have a manufacturer on metal come in one one saturday and talking about the ins and outs of metal manufacturing and the different products right but i've always been a contractor that thinks outside the box you know to do more than or to be ahead of it right you know closed foundations have been in the code book now for about five years well we were doing closed closed foundations about five years before it became law and the whole idea was to capture the heat loss out of the house getting into the ground and which the ground temperature is 57 degrees and so we wanted to capture that right and and, and keep the exactly. moisture out which the moisture cut down on the the amount of heat that you gain from right from the ground so but that's who i am that's a history of who i am that's good i've been driving nails since i was 14 <laughs> you still drive them now because they have these things called yeah, pneumatic nailers I, that, I still uh, like to frame with a 16 penny <laughs> nails and a hammer <laughs> Just wondering. I mean, you know, there's better ways to do it. Well, a 16 penny nail is a true 16. That's Most it. Most air nailers right. are a 12 penny, and they don't have the structural strength of a, a 16 gauge or a 16 D nail. So. There you go. See, you learned something new on our show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate Always. we appreciate all the callers, and uh, I had a great show today, and I uh, love interacting with the callers. And of course, don't forget our sponsors, Blue Ridge Energy Works and Farmers Rentals and Power Equipment. And uh, Randy, congratulations to the grandkid. Yep. 
And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on and with th- us this th- morning. Thanks for all the callers. It's it great today. It is. It's great to hear from you. And anybody hitting Facebook on top. 60 years, the high.